Hello, we good to go this time? We're good to go. All right. Yeah, I think I think I might have had my volume all the way down the first two times. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. This coronavirus really got us, uh, yeah. you know. Yeah, everything else canceled, but this podcast still going, baby. <laughs> yeah, we're here for your entertainment. We never <laughs> stop. We're on this grind always. Um, Unfortunately, our producer, we're in separate locations. There you, um, yeah, there you go. Which is not a new thing, but you know we're accustomed to this. We're accustomed to quarantine. Yeah, working through it. Um, our last episode was titled "NCAA Tournament Approaches." So when I was scrolling oh. through, that was a punch to the gut. I mean, I, I guess it is approaching. Selection Sunday is only like fifty-one weeks from now. So yeah, we just can wait a year and you know talk. Yeah, there you go. Let me uh, let me play a clip real quick of last year's tournament. Some- real quick though, real quick before, right, before we right, get man. into into the show. Right, I, I, so in quarantine, as you guys all know, everyone everyone's staying inside, you know, trying to figure out stuff to do. And our little group in Seattle, we have a a Madden franchise. Oh yeah, we have a um, uh, which for those of you who don't know, it's like you basically play a season, you pick a roster, you draft, and everything. So you know, I I, I joined. Uh, you guys are already drafted, and I pick the Atlanta Falcons. And unfortunately, they're not very good. Um, and I, I personally feel we need to get Nelson on the podcast. I was robbed out of a playoff spot. <laughs> well, I mean, I love it. My, my quarterback right now in that franchise is Justin Herbert, 69 overall. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's, it's not ideal for me either, but uh, we'll keep you since there's a lot, a lot of sports going on, we'll keep you updated on the outcomes of our, our men franchises because I know you guys are all itching to know what happened. Um, but I just wanted to put a little plug in there. Yeah, we'll we'll be sure to keep everyone updated on the Madden franchises. I uh I have online school starting up tomorrow, so you already know I'll have my my laptop on one side and then just Xbox on the other side. <laughs> exactly. Just, Do you guys have to Skype in? Uh, we have to Skype in. Yeah. We we're starting we're starting that in like two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. How, that's gonna be so funny. Like, it, how's it even gonna work? Like, we're just gonna. <laughs> it's gonna be tough. <laughs> Like no one's actually gonna be paying attention. Come on, no. Yeah, I mean it's not every day you can say you were playing Xbox from school. So there's the silver lining. <laughs> exactly. I have a I have a clip here from last year. Virginia versus Purdue. Five point nine seconds left. Virginia's down by two at the free throw line. Let's hear what happens. I don't know, man. I, I feel like we all just needed to hear a March Madness clip right now. I know. I was watching um, – I was going through the channels, and I cl- happened to click on CBS Sports, and they were playing the – or it was ESPN, excuse me, Sports and they were playing the jingle, and it literally brought a tear to my eye. I'm like, oh, Like, <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's, it's just – it's unreal. Like, it's, it's so sad. Obviously, they couldn't do it. But, I, I, you know, it's a little disappointing that – they couldn't try and at least postpone it. And then, you know, if you get to May or June and you really can't do it, um, then you just cancel it like that. Right. Uh, it's, it's, it's a little frustrating. They just did it right off the bat. But, you know, um, it, I, I understand they couldn't obviously play the tournament this past weekend because of everything that's going on. But, you know, it is such a bummer. It was going to be – it looked to be just a great March Madness. I mean, I, I'm a Jayhawk fan. We were ranked number one. You know, teams like Dayton and San Diego State and – uh, you know, it wasn't all. There was a lot of new teams. You feel bad for all the seniors who aren't going to get to do that. But 
you know, uh, it's a yeah. bummer. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I feel bad for all the all the teams, coaches, and players. But you know, for some teams like you know Duke or Kansas or Kentucky or Gonzaga or some of these other places, I mean, they'll they'll be back pretty much every year and have positions to go far in the tournament. But I, I guess I feel most bad for teams like Dayton or San Diego State or even Florida State who were having potentially the best season in their program history, and now they're never going to see how it turns out. Yeah. Um, it's it just – it's also like – it's also, you know, if you're looking from a business standpoint for this year's um, draft, NBA draft, I mean, a lot of these – a lot of guys boost their stock in, in the tournament, you know. Go to go to Wichita State in 2013 with Ron, or I believe in Ron Baker right. and Fred Van Bleed. I mean, I mean, no one knew who they were, and they went off in the tournament. And and you know, they were uh, Ron Baker was picked like 13 or something like that. Um, you know, you know, there's countless things of guys you know improving their stock in the tournament. Um, and it really gives them a shot. It's a bummer that obviously they don't get to compete for the fans' sake, but even for their sake, I mean, it's a lot of, for a lot of guys who are going to the NBA. It's a chance to show something, and they're not going to get to do that. Yeah, it's it's really – I mean, hopefully they'll be able to resume the NBA season, but even that's uncertain at this point. Yeah, that one – that one, uh, it's tough. I mean, you think – obviously the, it's easier to resume the NBA season because, you know, they're not in a school where, right. you know, all the schools get out in May or, or something, and so they can't really keep – you know, in the NBA draft, obviously the workouts and everything starts, so they can't really keep guys playing in July. Um, whereas the NBA can, but you know, th- I was listening to Adam Silver interviewed, and it, it almost, in a weird way, this might change the NBA schedule. That's something that they've been, you know, countless proposals trying to do because you know, they've they've even ta- talked about a midseason like hiatus during the NBA season uh, to come back and you know play a little tournament or something. So you know, it'll be interesting to see if they come back and play the full season. If they do like a tournament, almost like a March Madness kind of style thing, it'll be it, it'll see if, if they do come back. All I can – obviously, a bunch of other dominoes have fallen. Um, ML, MLB, you know, pretty much pretty much anything you can think of that was scheduled to happen between now and June has been canceled. Um, I mean, I'm just waiting for, for college football for that, um, which that's going to be really upsetting. But hopefully about a month from now, you know, this will this will start to kind of die down, and I I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, I I, d- I doubt it's gonna affect. I mean, what do I know? But yeah. I it doesn't seem like it's gonna get to affect the you know NFL or college football because I mean it is September, late August. Um, I, I mean you'd think maybe by summer maybe you know I heard them talk about that might help with dying the virus out a little right. bit when it warms up. Um, and the, the, it's supposed to be the peak here in a couple of weeks. So hopefully, you know, by that point, this is kind of just a rear view mirror kind of thing, but, but yeah, I mean, it, it's insane how, you know, a virus that literally a month ago, we're sitting here thinking that that doesn't really affect us. It was kind of, you know, in China overseas and then, you know, all of a sudden it shut down every, every major sporting event and, that we can think of. Right. Well, hopefully we can get the chloroquine going, get some, uh, get some treatment <laughs> and we'll be back on track. Exactly. But uh, the NFL free agency has still gone on. So I, at least there's something to talk about that's in that's in the world of sports besides just being sad that everything's canceled. At least there's something to talk about. Yeah. 
it, it was it was exciting that that um um we'll just jump in here, but it, it was kind of crazy, you know, the obviously March Madness canceled, NBA everything, MLB, NHL, and so it, it was you know especially tough right when it happened. It's still tough, but but it's it, you know it's been tough and uh to to, to swallow I guess, but uh, you know the NFL free agency was one of the most memorable and. Yeah in years um, with the, the amount of trades and, and, you know, team legendary players leaving teams. So at least that, like you said, has been going on to keep, kind of keep the minds off. What was your, what was your favorite move of free agency? Uh, it does include trades too. And what was your most surprising? Um, I actually like some moves that, I mean, obviously I'm biased here because like speaking from the like Giants fan perspective, I like some of the moves that they made. James Bradbury has quietly been a very solid cornerback in Carolina, mm-hmm. and they got him now. Um, and also Blake Martinez, who I think led the NFL in tackles either like two or yeah. like two seasons ago, I think. So I think that their defense is actually going to be quite a bit improved this year. If you look at the last time that the Giants spent money on defense in free agency, it was 2016 when they picked up Olivier Vernon, Janoris Jenkins, and some other guys, and they went 11-5 and five that season. So spending money on free agency, especially on defense, has proved to be successful for the Giants in the past, and I think guys like Blake Martinez and James Bradbury are pretty solid pickups. Yeah, I really like what you said there. Uh, Martinez really good, and Bradbury, he kind of he got uh, lost in the shuffle a little bit, but but he really has been a good corner for Carolina. It was kind of an under-the-radar free agent. And to get him on a three-year, $45 million deal is really smart. Um, it's it's pretty crazy. You know, obviously, Brady went to the Bucks, Rivers to the Colts, Jason went to the Raiders, like, you know, these these names. Um, the, the Cardinals oh, trade, I don't understand what the Texans are doing with De- know, DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, you, you were going to have – it seemed like it was going to be Mahomes and Tyreek versus Deshaun and – uh, uh, DeAndre every year, but they just shipped him out of town, and uh, I don't understand that at all. The Cardinals, I you know, quietly, well, not quietly, I guess, but they didn't really sign too many people. But you know, they had some talent last year, and adding DeAndre Hopkins now, Kyler's got you know a big target to throw to. I mean, they're they're going to be scary down there in, in the NFC West. Um, but yeah, I, Rivers the Colts, I really like that move. I, the, the Chargers, for years, Rivers hasn't had quite. You know, he hasn't had the teams that Eli's had or Big Ben's had or some of the guys from his draft class. And it, it, it's exciting to see that he gets to go somewhere where he's appreciated and that the, you know, the Chargers don't give him a, a crap online. line And, you know, the Colts are, the Colts got a good team. They got a good online, line They got some weapons. They got a good defense. So it'll be interesting to see what he does. Yeah, there but in, that, in the that, uh, Cardinals Texans trade. I mean, that, that's something that you do if you're a Cardinals fan and you're playing your Madden franchise and you just turn the trade logic off and you're like, okay, let me get. Yeah. I mean, especially it's not like the Texans went five and eleven last year. This is a team that was that uh, won a playoff game last year, and yeah, so I, I don't, I don't yeah. understand. I mean, it's not like they're in rebuild mode. They're paying a large amount for David Johnson's contract. Like it, it just it didn't really make sense for me in any way that you look at it. Um, right, and, and and like even even the Chiefs playoff game where. Right, they got up twenty four zero, and they blew the lead because of their defense, not because of the offense. And the defense needs a lot of work. But I, I don't understand how you know shipping DeAndre Hopkins right. out of town is going to help I mean, that. Sean and, Watson has um, turned into one of the best quarterbacks in the game, and now you're going to jeopardize that. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, it's like it doesn't really make sense. I mean, David Johnson's nice, but he's overpaid and injury prone. And I mean, Carlos Hyde was serviceable right. last year. He's not he's not David Johnson, but that was I, one trade I loved. I loved for this team was the Bills getting Stephon Diggs. Yeah. I thought that is exactly what they needed. Um, the, the, the Bills are a team. That, you know, they're the whole AFC oh, yeah. East is like. Yeah. You know, we're coming for it. I mean, with Brady leaving and, and the Dolphins signing a bunch of guys, that defense is going to be revamped. Uh, and the Bills, I mean, Josh Allen, the, the one thing they needed was a true number one target, and they got one. Because they got the defense, they got the O-line, they got, they got Devin Singletary running back, they got a lot of pieces. And it's, it's going to be exciting to see what Buffalo does. And it's good for them. It's, it's exciting to right. see not the Patriots every year. And, you know, we're going to see how, how what Bill Belichick's made of. Well, we know what he's made of, but – we, you know, we'll see how he responds about Brady. Well, I suppose we have to talk about that. I mean, Vegas Vegas puts New England at 8.8 wins for next season and Tampa Bay at eight wins. They think the Patriots are still going to win more games than the Buccaneers. So I'll ask you, who do you think is going to win more games next year, New England or Tampa Bay? I'm going to go Tampa Bay because, because I, there's more talent on the team. I could see Bill Belichick winning this down the long run. Um, obviously, I don't know how many more years Brady's got left. But he signed a two-year contract, and they, they he put a no tag on his contract. So it, it almost – I was listening to Adam Schefter. It talks like he wants yeah. to play past that, which is insane to me. We'll see if that happens. But this year, the immediate year, the, the Bucks got a lot more talent. They got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Defense was quietly good. They were like fifth in DVA or something like that. Um and, and Bruce Arians is, is a, a good head coach. Belichick will get it turned around. I just it, – it's going to – right now it's tough because they don't have any weapons in Jared Stidham, the starting quarterback as of right now. So um, – and the defense is not going to win them 10 games. So, I guess – and with the whole with the whole AFC East getting better, I don't see that this year they're going to do it. Unless – unless something has changed my mind, if they get Cam. If they get Cam, so then I'll, I will – So, are we confident that, that Stidham is going to be the Patriots starter? Or what's going on with that? I think they get somebody. I, w- I mean, he might play a game or two, but – I mean, in, 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 a, in a quarterback – sorry, a quarterback-loaded – draft class i'm looking at a guy like a jordan love could make a lot of sense for for the patriots the patriots knew this was coming obviously the tom was not going to sign back they had a good idea for all of us and you know a, a two I, I said i said i mean the patriots probably had a good oh, idea yeah, that tom right. wasn't coming back before a lot of us knew um belichick's obviously been planning for this and and you wonder if they got to move their sleeve to go up to drafting it Tua or justin herbert but a guy like Jordan Love, I could see if they don't go after Cam. To be I don't know. Man, for them. What about you? Tebow time to me. <laughs> no, she ain't. Uh, Johnny mm-hmm. Manziel. Yeah, um, Tebow. Money man. He, that that would that be, be something. He would get that, yeah, that turned around. Belichick would not put up with that. Johnny Manziel. <laughs> we need to see. We need to see Johnny Manziel signed by the Patriots, and then the Patriots get hard knocks this season. Yes, we, no. We need we need Manziel <laughs> and Tebow to battle out. Yeah, game. just, just yeah. throw in like and Marcus that would Russell be the or Ryan Leaf or something else in there too. Just um, <laughs> we'll get all the draft busts, and then yeah. they sign back Brian Hoyer today. Yeah. So um, that'll be fun. I would Patriot say it, it wouldn't surprise me if the Patriots got someone like Andy Dalton. I know a lot of people have talked about that, but I mean Andy Dalton yeah. has been a serviceable quarterback, um, and with the 
sort of quarterback market the way it is now. And with the Patriots, I mean, obviously he's not like a long-term solution, but I don't think the Patriots are in a complete rebuild right now. I mean, Tom Brady last year, for for as all as much of an all-time great as Tom Brady is, he was. He, I think we can all admit that he was average last year. He like he was an average quarterback. Andy Dalton, yes, definitely that much worse in the regular season than Tom Brady was, and the Patriots still managed to win. I think eleven games. And they had the number one defense in the NFL. They're still going to most likely have an amazing defense. So it wouldn't surprise me if they just throw sort of an average guy in there kind of as a placeholder like Andy Dalton. That'll be enough for them to contend in the, you know, for, in the playoffs. Yeah, you make a great point there. Andy Dalton, it's funny, he – I mean, he's only 31, I believe. And a lot of the, you know, he's kind of been, it's, he played in Cincinnati his whole career. Cincinnati gets over, obviously, you know, that's kind of a dumpster fire there. But, you know, a lot of those playoff collapses, that's on Hugh Jackson. I, I know Andy Dalton has been there for that, but like the coaching has not been there for Cincinnati. And it would be really interesting, the guy with like Andy Dalton who does have a lot of talent. Uh, he's not some superstar, but he's a good quarterback. And, and it, working with Bill Belichick, it would be interesting to see what he's able to do. In another system, I'd like to see right. him outside. I mean, Marvin Lewis was what zero and six in the playoffs, so um, right, yeah. And I if mean, we talk about Brady and Tampa Bay, the NFC South is going to be an interesting division this year. You have Brady in Tampa Bay, and on a team where Jameis Winston led the NFL in um in pass, he led the NFL in pass yards, right? Jameis Winston did. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, the Buccaneers' did. offense might be absolutely insane. Panthers have Teddy Bridgewater. Saints obviously got Drew Brees back, and they're going to most likely be good again. And then the Falcons, Todd Gurley, and they've always – the second half of the season last year, they were a not a contending team, but they were a competitive team in the second second. No, yeah. The, the Falcons' second half of the year, they, you know, people had high expectations for them coming into the year. They kind of thought that they were they were going to be that that team that kind of came back out of nowhere because the year before they got killed by injuries. And then, you know, the first right. eight weeks, people just didn't know what was wrong with them. I mean, they just did not look good. And then, you know, they beat the Niners and they beat the, the Rams. They beat a couple of good teams. And, and it was like, whoa, you know, if they had put this together a little bit earlier on in the year, you wonder what could have happened. Um, but, yeah, you're totally right. I mean, the Saints, you know uh, – they're every year they're there. Um, you got You got to wonder. You know, this is the the last year with like right. like how many times can you keep right. doing the same thing? They got to advance the playoffs, the playoffs, get bounced um, in the divisional round, and then blame the refs for it. I know it's funny. In in the Saints, it's weird. Get an odd pass for that. I, I don't know why the Saints fans like. It seems like to me they kind of get every year. Like this is the first year maybe because it was the Kirk Cousins that beat them. It's like oh they'll get them next year. Whereas like not pulling it back to the Chiefs, but before this year, I mean the, the Chiefs would get killed and, and deservedly so. They deserve to get killed for it. Um, you know every year for for not being able to win. It's like you know in the Superdome they haven't won too many games on there recently, um, and with some pretty stacked teams. Uh, and I saw something on Sports Center they were comparing Jameis and Tom Brady. It's funny if you take away the inter- the interceptions that Jameis had, um, like, like the stats are not that far off, and Jameis had more touchdowns, he had more all this. It, it, it's going to be funny to see, like, yeah, Brady, uh, 
in, in New England. He wasn't exceptional last yeah. year. I know you, part of it's to blame on the weapons. There weren't a lot around him. But he also had a good O-line in New England, and we don't have a great O-line down there in Tampa Bay. So it's going to be it's gonna interesting to see what at least a guy like yeah. Jameis is really kind of, you know, do or die. I, I might stop what it's going to be. On the yeah. Brady-Jameis comparison, if you take away Jameis's interceptions, they aren't that different. I, I mean, if you take away the gunfire, <laughs> there weren't that many deaths in World War One. Like, I. Like, I, I mean, James Winston threw 30 <laughs> interceptions last year. He was. No, my head. Yeah, my <laughs> right, head balls right, from right. my uncle. I, 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 I agree. I'm just saying, like, Jameis gets a really bad rap, and I think a team that could find him would be interesting. Like, if you could have a good coach in a good situation, yeah, you could I, do I mean, it'll be interesting him. to see where he goes. I'm still waiting to see what happens with Cam Newton. That's also going to be interesting. And also, who was I going to say? Jadavion Clowney would be the other one. Yeah. Uh, I heard Jets on him. Seahawks are obviously possible, but I heard he wants right. like 20 and million when, a year, which is crazy. you're paying Russell Wilson everything under the sun, it's a little bit tight for 20 million a year. Yeah. How would you, as of right now, pre-draft, how would you pick the NFC South? I, I think you still have to put Saints at one. And that, that's just contingent on the fact that they probably had so far the least turmoil this offseason. I mean, they got their starting quarterback returning, Drew Brees, and they haven't had any too much volatility, whereas obviously some of these other teams have. So I would put the Saints at one. I think you have to put the Buccaneers at two just because of how good their offense is probably going to be uh, with Brady throwing to guys like Godwin and Mike Evans. And just the – just I mean, I, Tom Brady's not going to miss the playoffs. And then number three, I would put the Falcons because – but that, that's a cl- – they could contend for number two, really contend for a wild card spot. And then four, I would put Carolina. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater just doesn't excite me that much as as a quarterback as some of the other guys in the division. So, Yeah, I think that's how I do it too. Um, I the the right. wild card for me is the Falcons because I I could see the Falcons right. I I could see the Falcons even being one. Um, they dealt with a lot of injuries last year. Uh, Todd Gurley is going to be really interesting for them uh, coming back. I I do think the Saints, um, like you said, I mean they've done it every year. So it's hard hard to kill them for it. Tom Brady, they're they're the Bucks are going to be good. Um, the Panthers, I don't they're 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 going to be I think one of the worst teams in the NFL just because they're young and they kind of got rid of you know Keekley's not there and Cam's not going to be there and and it, it's it, I think it's going to be some exciting moments right. with Bridgewater and, and McCaffrey but I don't think I mean, pretty gonna, much anything's go better than far. Kyle Allen um, <laughs> exactly yeah um, so if there was one team that you think improved themselves most in in free agency um, who would that be right Outside of maybe right. the Bucks, because uh, if, if it is the Bucks, I, I don't, I don't want to say Giants, but I mean, just because that's the team that I focus on the most, and I know that they're still going to go four and twelve next year. So, I, like, I, I don't want to get like bound to bound to say anything, but I, I, I do genuinely think that given how awful their defense has been, like again, I said this at the start, just from a Giants fan standpoint, those were good moves that they made but if i'm talking about the team that i think is gonna have the biggest improvement to next year i'm probably looking at the cardinals 
because Kyler Murray's second season, Cliff Kingsbury's offense is is rolling, and obviously you have um, you have Hopkins in there now. Yeah, yeah, that, 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 I I agree with that. Um, the the Cardinals gonna be really good. A, a team, a team that I look at, I look at the Miami Dolphins. I mean, they really spent well in free agency. Uh, Kyle Van Noy, they got they got Byron Jones, uh, they got a couple other guys on the defense, and, and they got a ton of draft picks. So, you know, let's not forget Miami went from at the beginning of the year thinking it's just the worst team ever to we won five games that and knocked right. the, knocked the, jump jump the Chiefs in the two seed and knocked the play the Patriots out. So. You know they they could be interesting. Um, the Bears are interesting for me because I I like the Nick Foles trade. I think that's good for them. Uh, Trubisky is not good. Um, he's very average, but they also paid overpaid. I think for guys like Robert Quinn and and a couple guys on the defense, Leonard Floyd Walk. Um, I gotta agree with you on the Cardinals. I mean they, I, I'd probably say if it was between two, it'd be Miami. But I think the you know I'm gonna change. I'm gonna go Bills number one. I I really like the Bills. I think the Bills. Stephon Diggs, exactly what they need. They needed that number one guy. And and Josh Allen has been very talented, but he's very raw, as you can see in the playoff game. And you really need a guy like Diggs, assuming that they can work out a thing there and Diggs isn't going to, you know, be, be complaining about targets. Yeah. Um, I, uh, that they can be successful. I don't know about the Dolphins. I mean, the AFC East is wide open. I would probably still, as of right now, pick them to finish last in the AFC East. Yeah. I I think they're going to be very, um, they're going to be they're very very up and down. I think some games I think you're going to see them beat some some really good teams, and I think you're going to see them lose consistently though because they're very they're very young. Um, but but I, I like what the, the direction they're headed. Um, yes. Oh, they're, I, they're, I, they're finding ways to get better. Well, that. if there was one, yeah, yeah. Um, if there was one team that you say uh, you were disappointed in. Or that didn't do a lot, or you think got, um, got I would uh, feel a lot worse. What would pretty you say? uncomfortable if I was a Cowboys fan right now, actually. And I, I just think because if you look yeah. at it, um, the uh, the Eagles just picked up recently Darius Slay, who's been one of the um, one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL, and the Cowboys they lost Byron Jones. They haven't really made a, a huge move to grab any great free agents. Um, and I just don't really see that they're going to be improved too much from, from last year. And I believe they lost uh, Randall Cobb too, right? And, and Robert Quinn, right? Yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Robert Quinn went to the bears and right. And, and I feel uh, like, Cobb went I feel to the like they were obviously, I, I know they got, Ha ha Clinton Dix. But I guess what I'm trying to say is that I just don't think um, the Cowboys are going to be in a great spot for next year. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting division. I, I, I think your Giants got a lot better. They, you know, Daniel Jones showed a lot of promise last year. I know he's a little up and down, but I, I like, again, what you were saying, what they did on the defensive side. And they got high draft picks. You know, the the Chargers are interesting for me. Um, there's a lot of Chargers fans out here who are thinking they're like, oh, we got Chris Harris and Linval Joseph, and we got Brian Bulaga on the O line, Trevor Tri Turner. But 
you did lose Melvin Gordon and Philip Rivers. And I know Melvin didn't have the greatest year last year, but the reason that Eckler was so good is because they were keen on Melvin. And we're going to see how good Austin Eckler really is. Tyrod Taylor, I like, but I don't, you know, he's not Rivers. And um, Rivers gets an unfair rap sometimes for that team, which, you know, so I don't know about them. The Raiders, I was a little disappointed in, actually. Uh, I thought the Raiders were going to be a little bit bigger players in free agency. Um, you know, I know they got Jason Witten. They got a couple right. guys. They didn't really make like, a huge, I know, huge I know splash. I that's not a huge splash. And, it's not a bad pick. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, yeah, I, uh, he, they made some nice like pieces, but I really thought that they could have been in on the quarterback market. Uh, Derek Carr, I, I like that they brought Mariota in to compete. That should be interesting, but – you know, a team that I thought got better, actually, and I think it's going to be a fun rivalry between the Chiefs and them this year is Denver. I think the Denver getting Boye and a couple of those guys on that defense. Let's remember, Drew Locke only played about six or seven games last year down the stretch. Right. Joe Flacco was horrible the first half of the year, and a couple of those games went either way. So I think the Broncos so are a team that you could watch. Who the hell is going to contend with the Chiefs in the AFC West? I mean, is there anyone that could even – I mean, who's going to play quarterback for the Chargers? Well, there, there you go. They're saying Tyrod. It's hard. It's hard for me um, to believe that this ain't Brady signed with the Buccaneers, not the Chargers. It just doesn't seem like there's anyone that's a viable number two in the AFC West. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot. There's a lot of talent, and it's a lot of young talent, even on the Chiefs of in the AFC West. The, the Raiders got a lot of potential. The Chargers got a really good defense. They're young, but. And I'd say that if I was giving a team, I'd say the Broncos because they do have a lot of talent and uh, locks upcoming. But I, I don't see in the AFC West anyone really being a significant challenge to the Chiefs. Um, the AFC's got the AFC's got some really good teams though. Um, you know, obviously the Chiefs, the Ravens, the the Steelers getting healthy. Uh, you know, last year yeah. they were they were almost made the playoffs with, with the fourth string quarterback. Uh, the Bills, a couple teams. What, what would your – we can run through a little playoffs real quick. What, what would your playoffs be in the AFC are you looking at right now? At least well, your division winners with the oh, new 17, right, the 17, 17 format. format. So how does, that, how does that work again? So it's the same it's – it's this four division winners, the top four. Only one team gets a bye. Okay. Um, and there's, okay. there's another wild well, card. I think that that's so there's there's help, three wild cards. Um, the Buccaneers for sure in the NFC because I don't think they're going to win. And the Falcons. All right. Well, I, okay. So Chiefs yeah. winning the AFC West, I'm fairly, obviously, pretty confident about that one. Um, AFC East, I'm gonna be as of right now. Just as of right now, it, it's close between the Patriots and the and the Jets and the Bills for me. But as of right now, I'm sticking with the Patriots, and the reason for that is because I haven't seen anyone else make enough of a jump this free agency. In that offseason, Diggs and the Bills makes it really close for me. But I have to just for just for this as of right now, give the benefit of the doubt to Bill Belichick. So very close there. But as of right now, I'm taking the Patriots to maintain their uh, chokehold on the AFC East. And then AFC South is another tough one. I'm still going to pick. I, I'm going to pick the uh, the Titans in this one. I would have picked the Texans if you asked me a week ago, but losing Hopkins for the Texans really just just um, just hurts their my opinion of them. And then AFC North, you have to take the Ravens, I suppose. 
wild cards, I would probably take the Bills, the Texans, I suppose, will sneak into the wild card. And um, I think you could see the Steelers in there too. So fairly chalk, um, not too much. Do, do you have someone that's like different than any of those teams? Um, I like those picks. I, I, I actually have a different division winner than you. I, I think the, the Colts are going to beat out the Titans. Actually, I, I, I really like the Colts roster. I think Rivers kind of pushes them over the top there. Um, and, and, you know, I, yeah, I like the Steelers pick, um, in the wild card. Yeah. I'm going to throw the Broncos in there maybe for the Texans. Yeah. Me personally, I think the Broncos are kind of a team to watch. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, the, the Texans do still have Deshaun Watson. So, yeah. you never um, know. It, it what, what, what about your anniversary? What would you think? It'd make a Super Bowl run this year. He, he deserves it. But NFC, I, I'm actually, I'm actually going to take the Seahawks and the NFC West over the 49ers. NFC East, I'm going to go with the Eagles. Okay. NFC South, Saints. NFC North, Packers. And then wildcard teams. Two from the South, okay. I'm taking Buccaneers, Falcons, and 49ers from the West. Okay, yeah. The NFC, I feel like, is a little bit tougher to pick because I think that the, there's a lot of, like, I feel like the, the AFC is more top-heavy. I think the best teams are in the AFC, right. but I think yeah. the, the, the NFC wildcard pool might be a little bit deeper. Um, I, I, the Saints, I agree with you there. The Seahawks, yeah, I, I mean, that's going to be a fun division because, right. I mean, the Rams look like they're kind of just going into a rebuild. Um, but, you know, the Cardinals got better. The Seahawks, yeah. The, the Niners, yeah. Um, I think the Niners profited. They're, they were a really good team, a really good team. But I could see them falling back a little bit this year. I agree with you on the Seahawks. Uh, I'm, I think I, believe the Cowboys are actually going to win the, the that division. Uh, I just I think that you know with Mike McCarthy now as head coach in in Prescott and trying to still get his contract, it's always drama down there in Jerry's world. But but yeah, the Packers, the, the wild cards. I believe the Bucks are going to get in a team that I like that are is kind yeah, of being slept on. Actually. I think the Lions actually are are. Yeah, I mean, let's not forget last year they were three, three, one, and then Stafford got hurt, and they settled with a lot of injuries, and they got a high draft pick, and they had some nice signings. I really liked the Lions in free agency, so so they could be interesting. Um, and and, and the Falcons or the Eagles, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. Yeah. Oh, the Niners would be left out though. It's I guess tough. the Niners yeah. would be in there. Um, like that's it's why tough. I had to leave the Lions out of there because I can't, I can't conceivably leave Brady out. I can't leave the defending NFC champion out. So it's tough, but I know I'm about 20 minutes behind on this, but I, one of the moves that I actually liked the most out of free agency was the um, saints picking up Emmanuel Sanders. And the reason for that is that obviously the saints have Michael Thomas. That's no surprise. And he's amazing and arguably the best receiver in the NFL, but Besides Michael Thomas, the Saints wide receivers were not very good last year. Um, outside of running backs and run, outside of running backs, tight ends, and fullbacks, their second leading wide receiver in terms of catches was Ted Ginn, and he had 30 catches. Michael Thomas had 149. So out of wide receivers, Michael Thomas had 
essentially five times as many catches as any other wide receiver on the Saints. So having another receiver like Emmanuel Sanders with some speed just really be a reliable number two, and that way you don't have to rely on these guys like Traquan Smith or Taysom Hill as much of a wide receiver. Deontay Harris, I think that was just exactly what the Saints needed. I, I could agree with you more. That Emmanuel Sanders is the guy that was kind of being slept on a little bit in free agency. He's He can still be really good, right. and especially as a right. number two now. You know, he's not quite the number one guy he used to be. But take like you said, takes off so much pressure on Michael Thomas, and now it's not just you know, uh, uh, you know Thomas, Kamara, and Breeze doing all the work, and Peyton Hill. It's kind of like you know they got more of a group effort there. So what what team after free agency, after everything, what do you, what do you think in in terms of the draft? Uh, like like where where do you see the the Patriots going, or what are you most excited to see with the draft? That's what we'll say. Who do you think can benefit the most from a certain um, player? Well, I think. That this has been going in most mock drafts. I think the um, Lions should pick up C.J. Henderson from Florida, the cornerback. And uh, especially when you lose Darius Slay like the Lions did, I think C.J. Henderson is probably who they should target right now. Um, also, I, I guess obviously the most interesting storyline is probably which teams are going to draft quarterbacks and where. Um, do the Patriots get a guy like Justin Herbert? Or does a guy like Jalen Hurts get pushed up to the first round and maybe selected by a team like the Chargers? So I think that's probably the the storyline to look at. Yeah, I I, I agree. The Chargers are interesting because they're saying they're going with Tyrod right now, but I I have a hard time believing they're not going to draft somebody. Um, Herbert would be interesting there. You know, I, I think the Redskins are really interesting storyline because you know who they really determine the draft because i mean everyone thinks that you know burrow is going to go one and then two is really where it starts because you know do they take chase young the best player on the board or do they go take tua and then if you're the lions if they take tua you're like okay we got chase young and then okuda starts to fall and and guys like this so i I think the washington is really what kind of can set the tone and and you know a lot do the do the lions take a quarterback i know matt stafford you know they've been trying to think about that contract the contract um so it, it, it's really interesting at the top of the draft this year. I, I hope my Chiefs get a, get a, get a corner or a coverage linebacker. Um, we've been kind of quiet in free agency. we got Antonio Hamilton from y'all and Mike Remmer. Well, who would you like to see your Giants take? take Isaiah Simmons, um, the linebacker from Clemson. But I, I think – I do think the Lions should maintain Matthew Stafford. I don't think they should – I think he's been one of the most overrated, underrated um, quarterbacks in the NFL – in the past few years, I just think it's a matter of the Lions just building, especially in their secondary. So that's why that's why I should take CJ Henderson. Think they should take CJ Henderson. Although the third pick for CJ Henderson seems a little early, so maybe the Lions take a guy like Isaiah Simmons instead. But I will say that uh, every, you know everyone has Chase Young being pegged to the Redskins, right? For the most part. Um, I actually would disagree with that. I think the Redskins should take Tua. Yeah, yeah. I mean, plus, I mean, who's saying that because you take Tua, you can't start asking for a year That's and let I mean, see if he's the real deal and then trade yeah. him? You know, right. it, it, I mean, I, I right, can't, I good, can't imagine that Haskins is the real deal at this point, just being honest. I just haven't seen it. 
So I would take Tua if I were the Redskins. And then I don't think Detroit takes a QB. I can't imagine the Giants take a QB. And that leaves Miami at five with Burrow and Tua off the board off the board. What would Miami do at that point? Yeah, Miami's interesting because you know, they really upgraded the defense. Uh it's a deep quarterback class. Do they take quarterback they, they got they have three first round picks. So, you know, do you go up and grab do you grab Tua? Do you Wing, wing, uh, get Herbert uh, or Jordan Love, or do you get you know more more role players around there and you know try and next year get Trevor Lawrence? I mean, so it, it, it's interesting. Like, there's a lot of teams. You know, do, yeah, do the Chargers go up and get Tua? And you know, I mean, what if what if everyone thinks Burrow's going one, but there's been rumors yeah. that Burrow doesn't want to play there? So like, what would happen? Like, there's a, it, this draft's gonna be very exciting. Yeah, I'm glad they're keeping the draft going. I know it's not gonna be open to the public, but. I saw an alert about something in the ESPN studio or something like that. But, um, you know, that's yeah. kind of the next big sporting event that's still still on. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's a, little, a little while without sports. But, you know, sure. we'll, we'll, I guess we'll enjoy it more. I also you know, I actually that, look know, at the Steelers, we, we too. I mean, a little bit more. They could potentially be one of the teams to draft a later, uh, sort of further down the board quarterback like Jalen Hurts. Um, ben Roethlisberger is going to be 38. He's He was injured last year, obviously. Now, the flip side of that is in his last full season playing, Ben Roethlisberger threw for over 5,000 yards. But also, if you're the Steelers, are you really a Super Bowl contender right now? Or do you want to maybe set yourself up with a quarterback for the future that's not Devlin Hodges or Mason Rudolph? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I've heard, I've heard yeah. the Steelers is an interesting place for a Jameis Winston. I mean – could 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 you sign Jameis to a team friendly deal and let him wear my Big Ben and you know see see what's up? Yeah, like you said, a Jalen Hurts. I think a Jordan Love would be really interesting for the Steelers if he was yeah. there. I'd take him and let him learn yeah. Big Ben for a year or two, and then you know do the kind of Mahomes thing. But uh, you, you know, a guy like we'll we'll get going here in a minute. But who would you say for the quarterbacks? Like what quarterback in prospect are like, you most excited to see? Who I'm like interested to see or like. Like, 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 who, who do you think is kind of being slept on? Um, a, a guy that, that you think could be pretty good, or maybe like, or maybe you think it's just really top heavy. Yeah, I, I don't Burrow think that. Um, I don't think that it's necessarily top heavy as much as a draft class like 2012, where you have like Andrew Luck and um, Robert Griffin the third. But I think there's going to be at least one person sort of later down on the board that ends up being a stud I don't I'm not necessarily sold on Justin Herbert I think Burrow is going to be good I think Burrow is going to be great in terms of someone a little bit later down on the board I look at um I look at why is his name escaping Mason Fine from North Texas I'm not necessarily necessarily saying I can't talk right now man um, I'm not saying he is going to be great, but he is definitely intriguing when you see him so far down on a lot of these boards below, um, below Anthony Gordon from Wazoo, below Jalen Hurts, below all these guys. And he used to be, if I remember correctly, a really high, like a year ago, he was a really high first round prospect. So again, maybe Mason Fine to the Steelers or one of those types of teams that has sort of a later pick and isn't sure that they need a quarterback right now. Maybe even a team like 
the Redskins takes the, takes Mason Fine in the second round or the third round, that's always a possibility. I mean, I remember the year uh, – I'm kind of rambling here, but I remember the year that the Redskins took RG3. They also took Kirk Cousins in the second round, or maybe it was the third round, but they took Kirk Cousins later on as insurance, and then RG3 ended up getting hurt, and Kirk Cousins stepped in and did pretty solid for a few seasons. So we could see the same type of thing where they have Dwayne Haskins, but another viable option in Mason Fine, low risk, high reward, is sitting there waiting. Uh, Also, sorry, yeah, yeah, go, go, go. What do you think? Oh, no, no, no. I was going to ask you, yeah. what do you think? I mean, you're, you're a Husky fan. You're a diehard Husky fan. Biggest fan I, was, I know. I was just about, what is, uh, yeah, what's just the deal on Jacob uh, Eason? Um, what do you think about him? Speaking per, I, this, this, this pains me to say, um, speaking personally as a Husky fan, I, I, I would not draft him if I were an NFL GM. Um, y- you can talk about his, his arm strength as much as you want. And that's all great, but he has—he was not a great decision maker for the Huskies last season. He obviously lost the starting job to Jake Fromm at Georgia, and last season for the Huskies, you just—you just kept wait. He's six foot six. He has the arm strength. You just kept waiting for him to break out and you know just have a great game. His best one was against Eastern Washington, and he could never really take off from there. Now, Washington's offensive coordinator, I'm not going to make this all about Washington and how bad they were last year, but their offensive coordinator was really bad last year, so he gets a lot of the blame for that. But, I mean, the decision-making from Jacob Eason, there would be times where he would just throw a dart into double coverage and it would get picked, and you would just say, what is he doing? And he doesn't necessarily, he doesn't have the athleticism to make up for it either. I mean, he has cinder blocks on his feet when he's, when he's running around the pocket. So he's a project for sure. I could definitely <laughs> see his team turning it around. I like him. He's, he's a good guy from what I know of him. Um, and I'll, I'll definitely be rooting for him, but just my unbiased opinion, like I, I have to be completely 100% honest. I like the guy. Um, I'll, I'll definitely be rooting for him. Like I said, but being hundred percent honest, I don't think he's going to be an NFL starting caliber quarterback. <laughs> well, there we go, NFL GMs. You listen to Ethan Kilbreath, and you got the professional breakdown right there. I trust. Did you see Ben Roethlisberger? On that. Uh, um, beard? so <laughs> I, I was scrolling through Instagram. I see an NFL yes. host Ben Roethlisberger the... telling everyone to socially distance with a big ass beard. It's like, all right, Big Ben, have you been socially distancing yourself in a cave for the past five years? Like. <laughs> I know. I was like, dude, yeah. like that's like, not like you need to trim that right now. I'm like, <laughs> like that's that's not like some people can pull off the like. Right. First off, a beard that long is right. not looks good on no one. Like some people, a beard looks oh, really good God. on, but that is like not groomed, not taken care of. I'm like, you cannot have that kind right. of facial hair. I, I mean, not I, gonna, I can like, understand. Look, it's like, not right, going to care about it. Like for a few weeks, I you mean, know, there's not too many stakes. It's the off season. I'm not too worried about it. That's fine. I guess you do you. But then don't pull out your phone and take a video that the NFL is going to post and millions are going to see it. And that's the part of a three-minute, a three-minute. 
<laughs> I know. I was like, yeah, big man, it's time to chill. Okay, like let's and let's stay <laughs> off the stay off too many wings. Let's get back in shape. <laughs> See, um, oh my god, yeah, that was a little. I remember seeing that. Pretty much. I was like, what the hell is going on? All right. Well, any news development? We will come back with another podcast. Obviously, we are going to be doing podcast leading up to the draft because there will start to be a lot of rumors. You know, maybe there'll probably be some more free agency signings. Still a few big names left out there. Yes, sir. Uh, 